Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hi, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Lee Shea McDonough. Lee is the founder and CEO of Coach with Clarity, a business coaching and coach training company. She works with intuitive service-oriented professionals who want to leverage their existing skills, wisdom, and experience into a successful coaching career. She is also the host of the Coach with Clarity podcast and author of the number one Amazon book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. After over a decade as a clinical social worker and public health professional, Lee became credentialed as a coach through the International Coaching Federation and now provides business coaching and ICF accredited continued coach education. Her Coach with Clarity framework fuses meaning, mindset, and mindfulness with grounded intuition and solid business strategy to help coaches and clients excel at entrepreneurship and transform their lives. Lee lives in North Carolina with her husband, two sons, and her pug, Phineas. I'm super excited to have Lee here to chat today all about why it's okay to start over with your podcast, so let's dive right in. Hi, Lee. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited that you're here, and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive into the episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started with that and also how you got started with your podcast. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. I love podcasting. I love talking about podcasting. So I've been looking forward to this. Um, so my name is Lee Shea McDonough. I am the founder and CEO of Coach with Clarity, which is a business coaching and coach education company. So after over 15 years as a psychotherapist, I transitioned into coaching, largely inspired by my husband's experience of transitioning out of the Air Force and in to the civilian world. He is a periodontist, which means he's a dental specialist, and he purchased a dental practice when he got out of the Air Force. And it was really interesting to be a part of his journey as he learned how to become a business owner. He had always been an exceptional clinician and he was great with his patients, but to be a business owner requires an entirely different skill set that he was having to develop on the fly. And because of that, I witnessed some mindset issues that I knew he was not alone in experiencing. And based on my background as a psychotherapist trained in a modality that focused on mindset work, I just had this feeling that I could serve people like him, other professionals who were really good at doing the work that they were trained to do, but who maybe had some inner turmoil about actually owning and operating a business. So that's what launched me into business coaching. And because of my background, I started doing a lot of work with therapists and other healthcare providers. And the more work I did with them, the more they would ask me, so tell me more about this coaching thing. How did you do it? And do you think I could do it? And what would that look like? And then this niche emerged where I was helping other therapists and allied health professionals transition into coaching. That was really the genesis of Coach with Clarity. And now I've expanded it so that I'm serving therapists and healthcare professionals, yes, but really intuitive entrepreneurs and healers of all stripes who want to leverage their existing 
talent and experience and training into a successful and fulfilling coaching practice. So that's really what I've devoted my work to doing and also why I am now podcasting and why I host the Coach with Clarity podcast. I love that. So that, that makes total sense. And I love that you kind of have that really like well thought out and shaped out kind of reason for starting. Cause you know, some people are just like, oh, well, I was tired of working corporate, you know, and that's a perfectly fine story as well. But, um, I, I just love, I love that. So you kind of talked about why you started your podcast, but like how long have you been doing it for? And is your vision for your podcast kind of the same as it was when you started? Kind of talk a little bit about that. Yes. And and interestingly, Coach with Clarity is my second podcast. I started podcasting a little over a year ago when I launched my first show, which was called Work Your Inner Wisdom. And Work Your Inner Wisdom really looked at the overlap between spirituality and entrepreneurship and how entrepreneurs could allow space for their values and their intuition in their business. And I loved doing that show. I learned a lot about podcasting and it really appealed to my interests in spirituality and in business. But what I found as I was doing the podcast was that it didn't directly relate to my business and specifically the people I wanted to serve. It was really more broad than I wanted it to be. And I realized that if I was going to build my business on serving, aspiring, and new coaches and helping them transition into the profession, I wanted my podcast to speak directly to that. And certainly my ideal client is very spiritual and intuitive and recognizes that there's a place for that in their work. But because of the way I had structured Work Your Inner Wisdom, it felt awkward to me to then all of a sudden pivot into more of a coaching focus. And so after about 30 35 episodes, I decided to suspend production of Work Your Inner Wisdom, and I took a few months off. And I'm not sure I'd say I started from square one, but I, I did go back to basics, and I got really clear on who I wanted to speak to through the podcast and how I wanted the podcast to serve my audience and also serve my business at the same time. So I launched the Coach with Clarity podcast Um, coming up on two months ago. We're just about to release the 10th episode. So this podcast still, still feels really new and fresh and exciting, but I would not be able to do the work I'm doing on the podcast now had I not had the experience of working on Work Your Inner Wisdom. Yeah, I love that. And I actually had a similar thing as well. My podcast used to be called Savvy Social Hour. Um, and I had that for about a year and a half. And then I decided to switch to podcast launch strategy and management and stuff. And it just didn't make any sense because I was just talking with other business owners about random things like Facebook ads and email marketing. And then I would talk about social media marketing because that's what I did. So it just didn't really align with what I'm doing now either. So I also made a shift too. And it, it's definitely interesting to kind of go from one podcast to another because you have that like flow and you kind of know what you're doing. But I feel like you can, you can have a more strategic focus because you're more narrow versus like, I'm talking about all the things. It's kind of like, all right, we're talking about this one topic instead of like 50 different topics and people don't know what to expect week over week. That's been my experience too. And to be quite honest with you, as much as I loved doing work, your inner wisdom in many ways, I was hiding within that podcast. I was not stepping out and really claiming my expertise or my authority in terms of being a coach for coaches and being a strong educator and trainer for coaches that really got 
kind of lost in the focus as I was really looking more generally at spirituality and entrepreneurship. And so for me to step out and say, you know what, I'm going to put this on pause and I'm really going to dive deep into coaching. I'm going to, I'm going to stake my claim and put myself out there was a really scary thing for me to do. Actually, it was, it was a transition that took me a few months in part because I had to get my courage up. Uh, now that I've done it, I, there's no looking back and I can't, understand why it took me so long to do it. But um, yeah, it's really allowed me to connect much more directly with the people I love serving. And while it was a challenging decision and, and it took a little bit of time and the logistics were a little complicated, I have no regrets about doing it. Right. I really resonate with that too, because I feel like if you would have listened to my old podcast, you would have no idea what I did. You'd be like, yeah. okay, like, all these guests do all these great things, but like, what does Jenny do? I think I probably did one episode that was like about my journey as a social media manager and how I got started with that. And everything else was just like, you know, here's some tips on growing your blog, but then here's some social media tips. So it was just very all over the place and people would have had no idea like what my specialty even was because it was just all over the place. And that's something a lot of people I feel like do at first. And then they realize, Ooh, I should probably actually hone this in more. Um, so I think that's like a common thing that people do and whether it takes them, you know, 40 episodes like you, or it took me almost a hundred episodes. Um, it gets to the point where you're like, okay, this is not feeling aligned with what I need to do anymore. And that's completely okay. And it's okay to start over. It's not like you're a failure or anything because you had to start over or you decided to start over on your own accord. So just wanted to throw that out there. So when it comes to your podcast format, what kind of format do you have? Do you do solo interview, a mix of the two? And then how often are you putting out those new episodes into the world? So for Coach with Clarity, I am putting out a weekly episode. And right now it's primarily solo. In fact, I'm kicking it off with what I call a getting started series where I'm really going over the basic fundamentals of how to start and grow your coaching practice. So it's primarily solo episodes. However, I have already had a couple coaching calls. So they're not traditional interviews. Um, I'm not bringing on experts and interviewing them about their business or their work. What I'm choosing to do actually is to bring on some of the members of my Coach with Clarity membership and do an on-air coaching call. So they are getting coached by me in the podcast about topics that are relevant to the entire audience. So about clarifying your niche, creating a marketing plan, moving past those inner mindset demons that try to hold us back. And so... I really love that format because it allows me to connect deeply with my guest and to provide some powerful coaching and have that be an example of the work that I do so that when the listener hears it, they're thinking, wow, that's who I want to work with, or I want to be in her membership. And so it serves everyone because the person who's receiving the coaching benefits, the person who's listening can likely pull out some insights or some key takeaways that they can apply to their own work. And then it also helps me establish my expertise as a coach. Yeah, I think that is really, really important. And I think that is, you know, you're able to, like you said, you're able to help the person who's on the call show up yourself as an expert and also help the listener and they can take away some things too. And I think that's where a lot of people do struggle with, you know, every episode where they're not, if they're interviewing guests, they're not always able to show their expertise or they don't feel like they're able to. So I think that's a really good format to start. And I think that's, that's super interesting. And it kind of paints you as an expert and, 
kind of points them back. Okay, well, if you want this kind of coaching, you can work with me via my membership or whatever, you know? So I think that's, that's awesome. So when it comes to yeah. podcasts, what do you feel like one thing that is just working the best right now? I will say those coaching calls are working really, really well. I am getting a lot of positive feedback from listeners about that. I would say that format is really serving me. And what I'm finding is that when I am getting on calls with potential clients or with potential members, every single one of them is referencing the podcast, which is really stunning to me because again, this podcast is fairly new. It's only been around for a couple months, so the fact that it's already helping me connect with the people I most want to serve to the extent where like they're literally quoting me back to me in our calls, which is the most surreal thing ever. It's, it's, it's so humbling and, and such an honor. And I think it's just reaffirming the fact that yes, this podcast, this, this medium is how I can most effectively reach and serve my people. So even if they don't join the membership or don't work with me as a private coaching client, that's okay. They are still benefiting by listening to the podcast. But for those who want to go to the next level, then the podcast becomes a really terrific initial connection point for us. And so I've been really pleased with how the podcast is connecting me with those clients. I love that. And I think, I think that's a really helpful thing because a lot of people always come to me and they're like, how can I make my podcast like connect with my audience, but also be able to get new people in the door, whether that's via membership or a course or even directly one-on-one working together. So I think that's really helpful and that's a good way to kind of position it. So it's like you're showing up as the expert and you're giving people these coaching calls, but then they're able to kind of know like, okay, this is the next step that I want to take. I want to join her membership or do whatever. And I think that's where a lot of people do end up falling short because they don't know how to connect the two. So I think that is really awesome. And thank you for sharing that. Ready to launch and grow a podcast that generates consistent leads on autopilot? Then I've got just the thing for you. Grab your free podcast launch blueprint at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash blueprint and go from idea to launch in no time. So on the other side of the coin, kind of any, not necessarily failures, but like anything that you wish you could have done better with your podcast and what did you learn from it? And you can even pull from your other show um, too as well. Oh, definitely. Cause I had a lot of life lessons from that first show. And again, I wouldn't call them failures because they definitely have informed how I produce and host my show now. But the two things that I would say, number one is when I was bringing people on to interview, I'm not sure I really understood how to interview them in a way that highlighted both of our backgrounds and expertise. It, I was so focused on making sure that my guest felt comfortable and that, that they had an opportunity to shine that it took me a while to figure out how to weave myself into the interview process. Because I think that's what really resonates with an audience is when they feel like they're listening in on a conversation between two people and where they feel like both people in that conversation are 
really interested in each other. And it feels like you're just kind of sitting around having drinks with your friends and, and connecting. Like that's what I wanted my podcast to be. And it took me a while to figure out how to do that and how to share the mic and share my platform with other people without losing myself in it. So that was one thing. And then the second thing was it took me a while to figure out how to vet my guests. And I did have a couple instances where you know, they filled out the form and it looked like it was going to be a fit. And then they came on the show and it was either highly self-promotional. So very little value and a lot of, you know, check out my website, download my opt-in, but they weren't really showing up and serving the audience. Um, or it just wasn't a good fit. We simply didn't have the chemistry that I thought we might given, you know, referrals or so forth. So to me, it became really important to ensure that I had a strong vetting program in place. So I do foresee a time with Coach with Clarity when I will bring on guest experts for a more traditional interview. I've already decided what that's going to look like and who I want to invite on. So for example, I want to invite on experts that can help coaches with the business side of things. So social media strategy, for example, or how to start a podcast, things that will augment the work that I do as a coach and as a coach educator. And so I'm going to be really careful about who I invite on so that I can make sure that their work is aligned with mine from a values perspective, but also so that it complements the work that I do without directly competing against the work that I do. Right. And I, I a hundred percent agree with both of those things, especially like vetting your guests. I, before I don't do this anymore. Um, but I used to actually have like, kind of like a quick little call with me before I would hop on an interview with someone mm -hmm. and that ended up being, it was good because I was able to vet people and make sure that they would not be like awkward or they ha had value to provide or whatever, but it ends up being kind of time consuming. So I kind of nixed that process, but I, I know I asked like really good clarifying questions typically, um, well, not now, because this is a little different. Like this is just about podcasting. But with my old with my old show, I would just I added a lot of clarifying questions and making sure they knew what they were talking about before we even kind of hopped into the interview. So I didn't like waste my time. And there there's always gonna be like a few times where you're like, ooh, like this one interview, do I publish it? Do I not? Like what what should I do here? And it's like up to your discretion as the host, like should you publish, should you not? But yeah, I think, I think having like a really good way to vet guests is really key because otherwise you just, you know, wasted 30 minutes to an hour of both your time and your, um, you know, person you're interviewing time. So it's really important to kind of do that. And mm -hmm. it's hard. I think it's hard. It can be hard to do though. Like it's hard to kind of, um, especially if it's a referral or something, cause you're like, okay, well, if so-and-so likes them, then I'm probably going to like them too. And then you end up interviewing them and it's like, Ooh, not the best. Yeah, so it is hard. <laughs> it is hard. And, and I think too, I also view myself not just as the host and the producer of my show, but also as the gateway to my audience. And right. I feel really protective of them, right? And so I want to make sure that whomever I'm bringing on the show is a good fit for my audience. Because in addition to my time and my guest time, I'm also taking up the time of my listener. And I want to make sure that I'm honoring that as well. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I, I'm in the same boat as you for that because I am also very protective of my listeners and my clients and just anyone who works with me in any capacity, whether 
of free or paid capacity. So I think that's really important. And you just, you don't want to publish interviews that are not going to serve you, the guest or your listener. Like, what's the point of that? You just wasted everyone's time, right? So exactly. So I think that's really important and it's, it can be hard to do, but over time, once you like get into the groove of things, you can figure out how to properly vet guests without having to go through, you know, tons and tons of phone calls and stuff prior to hopping on the call with them. So yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to your listeners, where do you find that you're getting them from? I know it's really tough because podcast analytics are kind of vague. Yes. (laughs) Here's how many downloads you have here. Here's how many downloads you have per episode. It's kind of hard to know where exactly they're coming from, but do you like, just from your personal opinion, do you think they're coming from like social media, your email list, um, or like from you being on other people's shows or where do you think that's kind of coming from? I suspect it's probably a hybrid approach because I've been doing this work for several years. When I started the podcast, I had, I mean, not a huge audience, but a decent audience. I had, um, a Facebook group called From Therapy to Coaching, which was really designed for mental health professionals who were interested in transitioning into coaching. I had roughly 2,000 members in that group, and I probably had about 2,200 people on my email list. So I was fortunate that I had a really good base from which to build. I do think, though, that one of the best things that I've done for my podcast growth is to go on other people's podcasts. I I just, I love podcasting as a medium. I'm addicted to podcasts. I'm listening to them all day. And so for me, I know that my ideal client is likely also a podcast listener. And so when I'm able to connect with other people on other podcasts, I think that's also a big way that I'm able to grow my audience as well. So I would say social media, specifically Facebook groups and also being on other people's podcasts. But really what connects those is the idea that it's all about building relationships. And that's really where the growth comes from. When I'm connecting with people in a way where it feels personal and it feels authentic, and it's like, yeah, this is someone I would want to get to know. This is someone I would want to be friends with. Then I think I'm doing my job because that's how I feel about the podcasts I listen to. The podcasts that I am carving time out for and listening to the day they drop I feel some sense of connection to the host and that comes down to building relationships. So whether you do that via podcast interviews or via Facebook groups or other social media platforms, I think that's, that's the tool, but at the heart of it is really cultivating that relationship with the listener. I a hundred percent agree. And I will say with podcast guesting, that has been a big strategy of mine too. And I feel like every single time I'm on someone else's show, um, whether it was with my new direction or my old direction, every single time I check my downloads that day, it would be, there would be a spike regardless. Like, Mm -hmm. because people were like, Oh, they heard me mention the name of it once, like literally once. And then maybe, you know, the host put it in the show notes. Um, and then people came over and checked it out. So it's very interesting how big of a, like, piece that can play when it just feels so minor because yes, you did spend the whole, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe talking about whatever you're talking about with the person, but you only say like, Hey, if you want to find me, my podcast is blah, 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 you know, at the very end or whatever. So it's super interesting kind of, um, how big of a role it can play in our overall, like growth strategy for our own shows. It doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal, but it really is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's a very symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Like I didn't really even think about it until like I started noticing every single time there was a big 
jump. And I'm like, wow, this is like, this is actually better than, you know, having my own guests. Like, of course I do see spikes when I have my own guests too, but, um, when I'm on other people's, it's even better. So it's crazy for sure. Okay. So when it comes to your listeners, how do you kind of go about taking them from listener to, um, client or customer? So like, how do you kind of get them in the door, whether that's like on your email list or working with you in a paid capacity? Yes. So I believe that my podcast is a great gateway for my ideal client to get educated because a lot of times they want to learn, how do I become a coach? How do I start my business? What are the coaching skills I need? And so I believe in being really generous with information on my podcast, because what I find is that the people who choose to work with me, either as a private coaching client or within the membership, they want to do that because they want support in implementation. So it's not, they're not working with me because they want knowledge. They're working with me because they want support, they want accountability, and they want strategy. So I am really comfortable with sharing a lot of my knowledge on the podcast because that's what gets people in the door. It's what establishes me as an expert. And it's also what builds those relationships. So if someone is able to listen to the podcast and then take all that information and run with it, then awesome. Like I'm excited for them and I can't wait to see what they create. But if they get to the point where they're like, I could really use some help actually putting this into play, creating a strategic action plan, implementing it, following up, tweaking it. Well, then hopefully they're going to think back to me and they're going to realize, let me go direct to the source. I got all of this great knowledge from Lee. Maybe she can help me implement it. So that's really my main strategy with the podcast is being super generous with the information and then letting people know if you want help with the next step of actually taking this knowledge and applying it in your business. Well, here's how you can do that. Here's the link to the membership. Here's what private coaching looks like. And I combine that with ways for people to get on my email list. So I have a coaching quiz and if you go to coachingquiz.com, you can take it and find out what type of coach you are. That's a really fun way to build engagement and to get people on my list. And then as soon as I wrap up this initial getting started series that I'm doing on the podcast, I'm going to create a getting started guide and it's going to be a free PDF that hits all of the highlights from the first series that we've done. And again, it's going to be a way to just reinforce what we've talked about on the podcast, but also a way to bring people into my world and onto my email list so that we can continue to get to know each other. Yeah, I love that. And I think having call to actions like that, like the free guide or, you know, leading them back to your email list or even leading them, if you're like an Instagram person, leading them to chat with you in their DMs about the episode or whatever that may be, I think that's a great way because um, it really is a kind of a one-way street when it comes to podcasting. Like people can leave you reviews and you can't really respond to them. And that's kind of where it ends. So if you don't get them elsewhere, then it's really hard to communicate with them. So I think that's really helpful to be able to do. And I think it's important to add that in somewhere, whether it's directly within, you know, when you're talking or in your show notes or whatever, but it's important to kind of leave them elsewhere because a podcast serves as like a, what I like to call a warming hut. People are able to get to know you better. You're able to build that know, like, and trust factor with them. And then from there, they're like, okay, how do I work with this person? So you have to give them the opportunity to work with you, whether that's, like I said, verbally in your show notes 
or, you know, you're directing them to other channels saying like, hey, sign up for my email list or hey, um, go check me out on Instagram or whatever. So you can communicate with them there. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so how do you kind of keep those people coming back for more? So they found your podcast. They are listening a couple episodes. How do you just like make them become a loyal listener? Yes. Well, when I can, um, and I'm not always good about this, I'll be totally honest, but I do try to refer to the next episode that's coming up in the conclusion of the present episode. So if I'm wrapping up an episode, I'll let people know what they can expect next week. So that way they're already anticipating, oh, next week I'm going to learn how to find my ideal client. So I'm definitely tuning in. So I think prepping your audience for what's coming can be really helpful. And then between episodes, staying in touch with them, whether it's via your email list. Uh, I send a weekly email out where I am talking about the podcast as well as some other things that are happening in my business or in my life. And then social media too is a great way to connect and build engagement. But I will say that one way that I have retained and built my listenership is really through word of mouth. And I'm really grateful when a listener hears something on my show and they think it is high quality enough that they're going to share it with someone. And that's been a really powerful and and really moving experience for me when I hear that my podcast was recommended to someone and that's how they found me. So that's, that to me is, is a measure that I'm, I'm hitting the right target. I'm speaking to people, it's resonating with them and they want to share it. That that's like, there's nothing better than that. I, I totally agree with that because I feel like a lot of the time, at least from my experience, like people, they do usually enjoy things and they will like talk about it to other people, but it's hard for them to just like tell the host. So whenever it gets back to you, it feels really good because, you know, I've had instances where people are like, Oh, I've been listening for, you know, years or whatever. And literally the only time I, the only reason I know that is because I ended up picking them to be on my show for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, well, I had no idea you even listened because you never said anything. So it's like, as podcast hosts, it feels so good once it gets back to us, like, oh, yay, these people are actually listening because people, I don't know why, but they, for some reason they don't, they don't think about sharing that. Like they'll tell their friends verbally and stuff, but like they won't share about it on social media or, you know, they won't email you directly and let you know. So it's like, you don't even know a lot of the time, like who's listening or why they're listening or how long they've been listening. Cause you just kind of are passive listeners and they don't really let you know. So it's always good once it gets back to you and you're like, Oh, actually people are listening. It's not just a bunch of ghosts downloading my episodes. Right. <laughs> exactly. Cause sometimes it can feel like you're just speaking out into the void, you right? know, and you wonder if anyone is actually listening. And, um, I, a couple weeks ago, I was tagged in a Facebook post in someone else's Facebook group and they were asking about coaching and they mentioned me and they mentioned my Facebook group. And then they said, She's also got a really great podcast too. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is working. I can't believe it. And that right. just that just made my day. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For some reason, people just like don't tell you about your podcast like enough, at least in my opinion. Like, you know, even like reviews. I feel like people listen, but they just don't take the time to go leave a review for whatever reason or another. I know we're all busy, so I'm sure that's a big factor. But then like all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's <laughs> Sorry. 
that's okay. We'll, we'll edit that out. Um, but yeah, so they realize like you realize, oh, this person's been listening to my show for like a year or two, and I had no idea until they they just like happened to tell me like you know months and months and months later. So it's kind of funny how that works. Um, so when it comes to podcasting, what is one piece of advice that you would give to anyone who's looking to start their podcast? But they just just don't even know where to begin. I would say before you even hit record, be really clear about the purpose of your podcast. Like what would the ideal outcome be? And in my case, I knew I wanted my podcast to be a vehicle for my business. And so the ideal outcome of my podcast was that it would lead to more members in the Coach with Clarity membership and more private coaching clients. And so for me, actually, what that means is it allows me to really tailor my content to my ideal client. And it also releases me from feeling like I have to check the number of downloads every day because I don't need millions and millions of downloads. I just need to know that my show is getting to the right people. And if that's a smaller, more niche audience, I am totally fine with that. But I can do that because from the beginning, I understood what my purpose was, which was to build my business. And that may look very different from someone whose purpose in podcasting is to entertain or to build a brand or to become an influencer. And all of those are perfectly acceptable reasons to start a podcast, but how you take action on your podcast will differ if your purpose is different. So I think that's where I would begin is to be really clear about what your ultimate goal is with the podcast and why you are podcasting. Because once you have that dialed in, it's going to help you in terms of content creation. And it's also going to help you figure out what metrics you need to be looking at to ensure that you're meeting your goals. 150%. I agree. And it also helps you kind of avoid like having a podcast and then starting over. <laughs> uh, yeah. Both <laughs> like of us kind of did. So a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, I think some, I needed that lesson. I needed to learn that before, but um, yeah, I think that's really important knowing your why, why you're doing it, whether that's um, to entertain, to inform, to monetize, you know, like I don't have a direct goal of monetizing my podcast, but I, you know, obviously I want to get clients from my podcast. I'm sure yours is the exact same thing. Like you don't, you probably don't care about having silly ads on your podcast, but you know, you do want to end up using it to get clients. So it's just exactly. kind of figure out what your end game goal is and then working backwards and figuring out, okay, what content can I tailor to make this happen? Cool. So when it comes to tools, Isla, I am a big tool junkie. So I want to know what your favorite tool that you use in your businesses and bonus points if that helps you with your podcast specifically. Yes. So one of my favorite tools does help me with my podcast and it is called Pretty Links. And so I use it for my website. I run my website through WordPress. And Pretty Links is a plugin that allows me to create a pretty link or a pretty URL for all of my pages and posts. So for example, every time I create a podcast episode, I have a show notes page for it. And the long URL includes all of the good SEO words and, you know, it's really, really long, but with pretty links, I can then go in and shorten it so that it's literally just the number of the episode. So instead of coachwithclarity.com slash finding hyphen your hyphen ideal hyphen clients, I can just say coachwithclarity.com slash nine. 
like the number nine, and people can go right to it. And I use that not just for my podcast, but I use that for everything. So if I want to direct people to a PDF download, or if I want to direct them to even an affiliate link, I can create a beautiful link that is coachwithclarity.com, and then the remainder of it can be whatever I choose. And so that has been one of the best tools in my business. And it just allows so much flexibility. And, and especially with the podcast, it means I can still harness the SEO power um, from the title, but my audience isn't having to type in some crazy long URL to get to the show notes page. Yes. Pretty links is so good. No one's actually mentioned that ever before. So that's, that's really awesome that you mentioned oh, cool. that. But I, I love pretty links and I think it's really helpful, especially for me. I actually have, you know, my website that's for my services, which is Savvy Podcast Agency. And then I have the podcast URL, which is Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs.com. So if I want to redirect someone to like a wait list for a program, that's going to be on Savvy Podcast Agency. But I, I like to use it like Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs.com slash wait list or whatever, but it redirects back to my other website. So that helps too. And it's like, people will have an easy to remember URL without having to go to like one or the other. So I think it's really helpful as well. And it's, it's really good for when you want to use like do like B roll in your podcast too, Mm -hmm. because you can direct people to this nice, pretty link versus like a bunch of funky numbers and letters and all this stuff. Exactly. (laughs) Especially if you're not using your own website to build landing pages. Cause I know like lead pages or like Kartra, they always have these funky URLs that are like no, you don't want to use those. So it just makes it so much easier. Awesome. And then lastly, I have to ask this question as podcasters, uh, we do tend to listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, I know personally for me, I don't listen to as many as I used to because I'm so busy listening to my clients podcast. Um, but I used to listen to them a lot. So I just want to know what is your current favorite podcast, if any? Oh my gosh, it is so hard to choose just one. Uh, And I will be honest with you, right now, in light of everything that's going on in our world, I am turning to podcasts for a little bit of levity and a little bit of joy. And I really enjoy podcasts that focus on rewatching some of my favorite shows. So I started on day one with the West Wing Weekly when that podcast was still going and listened to it without fail every week. And now I am really enjoying the Office rewatch podcast. It's the Office Ladies. And it's just some lovely little escapism. And it just makes me feel really happy, uh, especially when, when things are kind of difficult. And so even though I am using my own podcast for business, I really get a lot of pleasure from finding entertainment podcasts as well. And so I love a good TV rewatch podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I listen to different kinds of podcasts, but I used to be all about the business podcast. Now I still have like a couple tried and true, but I feel like right now in light of everything, like those lighter airier ones are just more, <laughs> they feel better than uh, like solid business advice. Or I'm actually a huge true crime junkie right now. I'm like, I'm not going to list anything about true crime. There's already enough bad stuff going on with this crazy <laughs> COVID nonsense. Yes. I'm like, I, I'm done with true crime until this stuff goes away. I mean, I do miss it because it's, you know, it's always an interesting genre to me no matter what, but still, it's just like, it feels too heavy right now. And I think, I think that's kind of funny just how we kind of rotate through different podcasts and different interests kind of throughout the year based on what's happening in the world. At least I do. And I, you seem to I do too. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So let us know where we can find you. So your website, your podcast, all that good stuff. And I'll make sure to link everything in the show notes too. Well, thank you so much. You can find me at coachwithclarity.com. 
And that's really the hub for everything I do. My podcast is there, coachwithclarity.com slash podcast. You can also learn about the membership and my private coaching services. I'm on Instagram at coachwithclarity. I'm on Facebook at Coach with Clarity. And you can find the Coach with Clarity podcast wherever you listen to your shows. So be sure to download and subscribe. I would love to hear from you and know what you think of the show. Awesome. Like I said, I'll link everything in the show notes so everyone can go check you out. And you make it super easy to find you with having your name be pretty much the same everywhere. So kudos. Another (laughs) lesson learned. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Oh, thanks, Jenny. I did too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode dash 152. See you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.